welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes. I'm Sampy. I'm Christy. Let's talk about Married at First Sight. It is day 20 of marriage. These marriages are going so well, aren't they, Christy? (laughs) I mean, no issues at all. No, no issues. Well... What couple would you like to start with today? There's this this may be the longest episode of all time. This was so jam-packed full of fun stuff. Uh let's do Stasha and Nate. Oh wow, we're really we're really heading in there, huh? I mean everybody has something wrong, some issue. Oh no. <laughs> Well, what do you what do you want to say about these lovely people? Well, we started with this conversation of them in the pool where she like asked about like the whole love scale, like falling in love, like that sort of thing. And for some reason, Nate, instead of just being like, oh, I like you or I'm getting towards love, decides to insert a number scale which is never a good idea. Well, I think, didn't she, she kind of prompted that though, because she was like, like, where are you, right? Yeah, or but am I this, crazy well, here? the scale she asked about, I thought was like words, not, I don't know, I could be remembering it wrong, but it seemed like Nate volunteered the, I'm a f- at a four out of 10. <laughs> well, to be fair, he did say four or five. He's sort of getting towards the middle. I did, so, did this get prompted by the gift all of them received of the card with the questions, or was this I think just so. on their own? I okay. think that was that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they like they like being in the pool, but yeah, man, <laughs> when he said that, her face. <laughs> I mean, you just don't say four out of ten. That, that's going to lead to all kinds of problems. I mean, this is, we're, we're only third. Uh, three weeks into this process so that's why he shouldn't have done the numbers he just sort of said (laughs) i like you (laughs) (laughs) look we've been over this okay i you know nate isn't the best at expressing his feelings okay uh but yeah she she definitely did feel hurt by this because uh she she's at an what an eight or a nine yeah and so it stings it stings a little bit it stings a little bit to hear even him saying there's more room for upside potential doesn't make that better not really uh no not really (laughs) uh and then she like sort of gave him an ultimatum saying she needs to hear love decision day yeah did you find that to be weird too because she got all i don't know how to describe it it was very strange to see because she's like i look i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say like oh you need to say i love you by decision day or i'm out but like kind of like <laughs> she went back and forth it was very very weird to me I think basically it is an ultimatum, but she was trying to make it seem like it wasn't. 
even though it is. Yeah, I I don't know. I uh, it's just a little bit too much of like playing a game here, which I don't find to be helpful personally. No. Well, what what else you got? Well, Nate also. I think it was this same pool conversation talked about how he's dating a girl for two years but never loved her. Which then makes Stasha afraid that the same thing will happen to them. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of a valid concern. I also, it, it seems like a lot of... A lot of these guys have said at one point or another that they've never been in love. Like, Mitch said that this episode, even. Mitch said that. I think Ben said that, too. Nate said that. Ben said that this episode as well. Uh, Who else do we even have? I mean, Miguel has definitely been in love. Okay, we know that. (laughs) Um, Who's the last person? Oh, Justin. Yeah, Justin's definitely been in love. So it's I guess it's three out of the out of the five that that apparently haven't been. Just a little a little interesting, perhaps. But yeah, where where uh, where else can we move to their their fight their fight over dinner? Yeah, the the cooking class. I think. Well, we we before even the we. We actually had a lot of cooking from them this episode because they were cooking their own dinner and it had a fight, and then they also had a fight later at a cooking lab. <laughs> oh, I guess at their apartment when right. she was like trying to draw out. She spends a lot of time like trying to pull stuff out of him, mm-hmm. which is frustrating for both of them. Right, because he doesn't really know how to talk about or share his feelings be super vulnerable at least that we've seen you know there's a lot going on maybe he's a little bit better about it not on camera but i suspect given everything that's gone down that that isn't true uh but yeah i i i i thought that maybe it was a bit far his response because basically his his response to her trying to squeeze stuff out of him again was to essentially accuse her of trying to manipulate him which i don't know about you but if somebody was like i feel like you're trying to manipulate me i might get a little defensive yeah i think manipulate was the wrong word I feel right. like you should have used like you're just digging, you're you're fishing, or something like that. I because I, I feel like it hit from his perspective. He's just like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Yeah, he, but, he's not at love yet, but yet she is still like looking for something. Uh, yeah, I I think that he's just equating her in a lot of ways to the ex that he talks about and that's probably why he feels like it's manipulation because they do uh well first of all 
after he basically accuses her of trying to pull his strings, she's like, that's hurtful. <laughs> Which, very true. Mm-hmm. How dare you? How dare you, Nate, be so mean? But but yeah, so then we have the cooking the cooking date, which is, uh, you know, I, I don't know why they're just like, oh, we're going to cook dinner and then we're going to go on cooking date. And... It seems like there's always a cooking class date. <laughs> which, look, I think that would be super fun personally. But it usually ends in disaster. It did last season. Well, it kind of did this season as as well because they had all the the actual cooking portion of it and then they get to sit down by themselves and have a lovely conversation about their fight. Yes. It's rather basically rehashing the same thing over again. He didn't like that she was playing games or playing devil's advocate for too long. That's an interesting phrase. And then also that she is coming from a darker place. So that did not go over well. You can just see her facial expression just like hardening as he is with each thing that he says. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how his ex would give him ultimatums. So I guess that's kind of triggering for him. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I think he just, in his mind, he draws a lot of parallels between her like trying to force this stuff out of him and like the I love you by decision day, all of that stuff. And it's like, oh, well, this feels very similar to my toxic ex who would tell me, oh, you have to do this or else I'm going to leave you. Yeah, I also just, like, she wants him to say these things, but, like, if he says it just to, like, fulfill her requirements, how is that? satisfying or meaningful to her if it's not genuine coming from him i i mean i think she she is just someone and and aren't we all but i i feel like maybe more more than average i think that she has a lot of baggage and that gets put on him whether whether he deserves it or not because look we've been skeptical of nate this entire season yeah (laughs) from the from the very 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 beginning and the the haven't haven't forgotten the stripper club no we (laughs) you we haven't we have not we have not forgotten the the stripper gyrating upon him at the bachelor party right but i i know i i was kind of seeing parallels between this situation and uh morgan's situation where it's like you have somebody who's gone through this undeniably traumatic thing and and things like i think that stasha has a lot of insecurity around relationship stuff as someone who's like in particular i think as a woman who's a bit older and so you kind of get all this cultural messaging from the that from that perspective of like, well, you know, you're really only worth a lot when you're like young and and all of this stuff and like oh well you've you've reached this point of age and you haven't found someone wow there must be something wrong with you like all of that stuff and all of the 
stuff uh, from her father leaving them and like she just has all of this trauma and I think in a lot of ways she hasn't totally figured out how to really deal with that and so I think some of that does come through in her interactions with him because she's like I need I need this I need this stuff because I f- I'm feeling in this way and as great as it would be for him to be on the same page and like man I just I'm at a nine two and like all this different stuff I think that is maybe not realistic for him to be on that page like it would be great but we're three weeks in and so a lot of her insecurity comes to the forefront yeah do you think it's like unrealistic for her to expect him to already love her after 20 days oh christy (laughs) christy 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 i i love that you're asking me this because i wrote in my notes to specifically ask you about that (laughs) (laughs) essentially does you know does nate have have a a point and and a leg to stand on in, in all of this because i think that we do uh it's a weird world we're in because it's very easy to get invested and wrapped up in the world of the show and so i keep having to ask myself i'm like wait like is this reasonable for the show but is this reasonable for real life like and how does how do we (laughs) how do we even think in terms of all of that because to your point i think in the real world, it's not reasonable to expect him to be at that point after three weeks. Yeah, like love takes time sometimes. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I think in the context of the show, you can maybe argue like, well, is he is he not at that point because he's not committed to the process or like yada yada like all that stuff but i do think that that it's perhaps a bit unreasonable to expect all this stuff um of of him so soon particularly when and sorry i'm gonna tangent a little bit here but i think that there may also be just a difference in love languages here because he seems like he's trying to show that he's like with this process by doing like doing things and she needs to hear those she needs to hear those words from him she needs to what you know and saying those words like i love you but just the like the relationship words in general and like the the vulnerability words and like all of that stuff and that's not really how he's wired or at least it's not how he's uh like the place he's found himself in life and you know that's kind of why i think he was talking about going to therapy and hopefully he does actually follow through with that and do that but yeah i, I don't think that it's necessarily totally justified um 
her her view of this situation even though i do feel for her it's just i don't know like uh do you want to do you want to uh talk about the main section with all the couples and then talk about the the therapy session as a whole or do you want to just talk about these people's individual portions of it um we can add what they did with the therapist okay because because all of this really ties into that and so yeah if if you weren't aware which i don't know why you wouldn't be if you're listening to this podcast but they had the the, everyone got to gather together for a fun (laughs) a fun trauma group date those are always my favorite ones. uh where are they br- together yeah they brought in a dr pia yeah dr pia which it is this just a one-off thing or is she becoming an actual expert i i don't know i know they said they brought in two experts for this season but i don't know like how much she'll be here okay or not because i mean i i i didn't think that this was i mean it shouldn't have been in a group setting in my opinion well no (laughs) but i did i did think that uh elements of it were were actually uh uh, could be could be objectively useful yeah she seemed like she knew what she was talking about Mm -hmm. yeah uh like the the emotion will she had i thought was actually an interesting and and potentially helpful tool because a lot of people even a lot of people on this season probably don't really understand their and like their emotional landscape so many people don't have the words to verbalize what is happening to them or how they're feeling and so have having a tool where you can look at it and be like okay so yeah that that's actually a good word for what i'm going through right now uh, i just i was i was actually pleasantly surprised uh now uh, being in a group session where everyone would just get uh destroyed emotionally in front of everyone <laughs> uh maybe not quite so fun uh, but the yeah the 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 whole thing here, man. Well, she did articulate. Yeah, she a articulated lot of stuff that she yeah. felt lonely, vulnerable, isolated, abandoned, and sad. Oh, that was a that was a doozy of a list. Oh, yeah, man. she feels like Nate isn't matching her. All right, which kind of goes back <laughs> to my point of. It just feels like she is, uh, like, like this isn't his fault, essentially. Like, I think that these words she used, I think she was feeling those words before Married at First Sight. Like, I just think that that is where she is, just generally, if that makes sense. Yeah, and even Nate saying that, like, oh, I'm doing these actionable steps, um, like therapy, moving in with her in the future, that's, he feels like that still isn't good enough for her. She, like, 
she doesn't think he's making an effort so it's like they're just I don't know they view what love is differently like in terms of how you show it right so so then they're both frustrated because they each think they're doing enough or the right thing but it's not landing with the other person you know this would be a great time for the experts to step in (laughs) well they have one there yeah but i mean like privately well yes there should have been i mean maybe there was and they just didn't show it but there should have been like individual segments with dr pia after this yeah because they they maybe could have actually reached some uh some closure here because yeah i don't know I, i again i remain skeptical of nate but like i don't want any of these couples to fail you know it seems like for them they're just they're stuck in this loop of of both of them are are wanting to be loved and they're wanting to uh they're wanting to be secure in this relationship and neither like neither of them know how to put that out there in a way that the other can receive yeah i agree with that which is which is tough because then you get to the point where uh, Nate's just like, well, why I am I trying? Why, why, why am I even? Yeah, why yeah am he I even said trying? he would start giving up if she doesn't believe him when he says stuff. Yeah, which obviously, you know, I don't I don't want him to give up, which is understandable. <laughs> and then they had like another conversation after the therapy date where he's once again disappointed that she doesn't seem to recognize his effort. And then she was saying, well, all the stuff I said was like how I was feeling so that the therapist would know our background, which I didn't get the impression that that was in the past. I got the impression that she still feels this way. Oh, and he absolutely brought that up. Yeah. How she was using present tense. Wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) You still feel like this. Yeah, I mean, look, I do I do I blame her that she saw an opportunity to like get get some of these emotions out into the open? No, I I don't blame her. I it's been and we'll we'll talk about this with another couple of ours here, but I I imagine that in a lot of ways this this process is very lonely. Like being on Married at First Sight I would, I imagine it's just because, you know, like how much, so how much contact with the outside world do they get to have? Like, are they able to live their lives or are they kind of sequestered a little bit? Um, they're not sequestered. They're just filmed all the time. So there, so it's not so much a prohibition on other people. It's more like we just don't have time for other people. Is that accurate? Well, I mean, they still go to work though. So they're not like it's not like they're locked in the apartment to film all day, right? It's, I I guess I'm I just mean in terms of like friends and family and like like social life sort of thing. It's it's hard to tell because like a lot of the time they have these group things, so that kind of cuts into time you would normally have spent with friends and family. And they have the like staged on camera friends visits, which to me those aren't real no, hangouts at no, all. They're they're not. 
Yeah, I just I just asked that because I see all this going on, and I you know I don't necessarily have the full picture, but it feels very isolating potentially mm-hmm. being on the show, and that's not a great place to be when so much is happening in your life. And so I I totally get her wanting to like just get some of this stuff off of her chest. But yeah, they they. Uh, they they really have a lot to figure out. I <laughs> I put in my notes. I get that it feels bad, but also they've been married for three weeks, so maybe give them a minute. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she even like acknowledged like, oh, the therapy and moving in those are future things. I was like, okay, but I thought it seemed like the therapy was going to be like soon, but but she wants vulnerability now. Yeah, I uh, and you can't. It's like, what does that, that mean? That's not how vulnerability really works. Like the uh, the the person has to actually like decide and figure out. Also, like it's because it's yeah, it's not that simple. Like one, they have to decide that they are willing to be vulnerable but then you also have to figure out how you're going to be vulnerable because it's not always super straightforward especially if you have a lot of like prior trauma and stuff to be like okay so how how exactly am i going to be vulnerable here so it is it has been a bit unfair in my opinion for her to just always be like be vulnerable be vulnerable come on you you do it when like and she also doesn't really explain what that means either like, what does she want? I mean, I know we have the thing about talking about his mom in a different episode, but that can't be it. I mean, I don't I don't know if she necessarily totally knows what she wants. Well, that's another problem. In, like, in like the emotional sphere. Because that's, I don't know. That's, I feel like my, my read of, of Stasha is that her life, in a lot of ways is armor to protect the traumatized and hurt person inside so like i wouldn't be surprised if the fact that like her house is perfect and like nobody lives in it like that seems like i mean i I know it could be like an ocd type thing but like that reads to me like armor the fact that she's like i'm out here to build generational wealth and like that's that's her thing like that reads to me as as armor like there are so many things that she like surrounds herself with that it kind of is like in in a lot of ways those things are great like i would love to make over four hundred thousand dollars a year (laughs) that would Mm -hmm. that would be real nice but at the end of the day, it's, it seems like, at least to me, that a lot of that stuff is kind of coping mechanism to to kind of protect herself. And so, it, like, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if she had a big old Excel spreadsheet that's like, I will have a man's say he loves me by this date and then we will get married on this date and i will have made 
six hundred thousand dollars a year by this day and like <laughs> everything planned out because I you know, I just I think that she to some respect at least is like a hyper planner hyper productive person because inside she really hurts a lot which is really sad to think about and i hope she can i hope she can work through some more of that stuff and maybe look maybe i'm totally wrong but that's as as someone who has lived a a a relatively traumatized life himself that's kind of how i (laughs) i read the situation yeah well what a what a what a sunny couple to start with (laughs) where 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 to next do you want to predict if they stay together or not? Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, man. I don't even know. <laughs> Confusion. Um, I'll still say yes for now. Yeah, as much as they're just kind of going through the ringer, I, I'm, I, I'm going to go yes. I think that, I think that maybe they can figure this out. Yeah. With a little bit of help. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Should we talk about Alexis and Justin? Yeah. This was honestly this was a pretty a pretty light episode in terms of how much they were around. At yeah, least that's we didn't, how we that's didn't what see it, a ton from them. That's what it felt like to me. I wanted to mention something I learned from After Party last week okay. that the whole we were wondering how did Alexis not know about what was happening with the dog? Mm-hmm. We learned that she went back to her own place for a bit. We don't know like how many days or whatever, but right because of the fight. Yes, the, the initial fight. I think yeah, which is then how she didn't know that <sighs> there was blood in Newton's stool, only eating half of his normal amount. See, this is this is what I was talking about last week. I think it was last week, but like they have they have just been in this very unproductive place, and and well, we we talk about because she she and she knows this about herself. That's what that's what's so mind boggling to me. She knows this about herself, and she just like leans into this and lean, leans into it. And what I'm talking about is how she. Well, she puts it as she's a track star, meaning meaning she runs away, mm-hmm. which is counterproductive, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> in a marriage. <laughs> in a marriage. It's just slightly counterproductive. And, and that's what I'm saying, too, is like that both of them are contributing a lot to this situation. <laughs> this is usually the case in and, marriage. <laughs> right, and I, I just... I think that her running away causes a lot of problems too because he's he seems like a pretty insecure person in a lot of ways. Like, he's very bombastic, but I think that's kind of because he's insecure 
And so he's like always hoping to get some of that back. So he like puts all that out there because he's like, oh, if I put all this out there, maybe people will get the hint and be like, oh, we should love him (laughs) and like throw this stuff back. And then Alexis freaks out and she's like, goodbye, I'm out of here. And it all continues the cycle. You know, every season there's always at least one couple where one person runs back to their old place. Sometimes repeatedly. Those couples usually never work out. If you're running back to um, your old place because you can't even stay in the apartment, it's just not a good sign. No, and it just... it it kind of goes against one of the foundational things of marriage, which is like the whole, uh, you know, for richer, for poorer, for sickness and health, like that, that, uh, marriage is across all circumstances, mm-hmm. all, all ends of the extreme, all, all the sunny days and all the crappy days. And yeah, so, that's why I, I mean, and I, I said this at when they had the whole original Newton situation. Like, Alexis made, in in my view, and I think I actually I think I actually referred to it as perhaps the moment we can go back to where like this marriage is over. Yeah, was, you did say yeah, that. Yeah, which is her decision to just basically say f you i'm taking him to the vet myself and that's kind of repeated itself where stuff happens and she just heads away oof yep i also did you oh no go no please i was just if this is less important probably did you notice those face masks they were wearing Uh i hated how liquidy it was it was running (laughs) down his face Yeah, he seemed a little uncomfortable that she, as she was describing how many, how many steps to the beauty routine. Yeah, there was going to be like another mask and then a lip mask on top of that. (laughs) I, I, lip masks? Yeah, I think those are a thing as well. Why, do you really need to exfoliate your lips? Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, it's not just for exfoliation though, it's probably hydration as well. Uh, that is, that's tough. But anyway, yeah, I was, I also didn't, what, I don't know, I had no idea what they were smoking here. It was, it was, yeah, what was that? I'd never seen that contraption before. I mean, it it was kind of reminiscent of like a hookah, I think it's called, which is, it's just a, a different way of smoking, but like, like weed, I, I mean, I think you can smoke weed but it's also just for like regularly smoking but i it looked kind of weird so i don't know if it was actually like a different device that i'm unfamiliar with it's just weird to see that on camera i know i'm a little surprised that they like okayed that yeah uh but yeah they 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 needed some either nicotine or or weed to get through this conversation apparently (laughs) is this the conversation where he told her he lost his virginity when he was 20 Uh uh-huh and got lost in that relationship i guess did whatever she wanted yeah he's definitely he's definitely a people pleaser 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it was very sad to me to hear that essentially he didn't really receive love from people growing up. <laughs> like mm-hmm. just with his his family and relationships, like that just that's tough. Yeah, it explains a lot. <laughs> He thinks it's possible to fall out of love, but I think she disagrees with that. I think if you're saying, oh, it's possible to fall out of love, then you never really had true love in the first place. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's all it's all like definitions and words and bleh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like, they're, they're kind of just, and well, she kind of, says as much when she says that she wants to feel the security that she felt on the honeymoon but it's essentially like they're they're trying their hardest to get back to the honeymoon Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the honeymoon was the highlight of their marriage and everything else (laughs) everything else has been awful yeah when they came back to reality boy did that hit them hard yeah. They also had the meal on the beach. Mm-hmm. This um, is yeah, this is where, where she was talking about being you know, being a track star and all that. Yeah. And then like he Oh, this was hard. He asked <laughs> if they were just dating, would she still be with him? And she's like, Nah, I wouldn't stick around. That's brutal. Oh, that's hard to hear. I just I feel like they're doomed. I I also have that feeling, even though she does say that she's putting she's putting in more effort because they're married. <laughs> where where is this effort? That's my question. Uh, that's so sad. They started off. I know we were so, so well. we we were so optimistic. Like week two, we were like, they're the only one. They're gonna be the only survivors. <laughs> and then their pets happened. Uh, that's a lesson for everyone. Be responsible pet owners. Oh, man. And so then with when they were with the therapist, this went off the rails, like, in a big way. Because <laughs> Justin is talking about how vulnerable he is, and then Alexis does her thing where she's just mouthing words off to the side, and she's like, no, you're not. <laughs> like, in front of everyone. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. And then like the therapist like tries to like interject and say something useful and Justin cuts her off and says, "Let me stop you right there." And then goes con- continues on. Ugh, it was just it was a lot. Yeah, he he has a hard time knowing when not to speak. Yes, and he even says like you don't really know me. She won't understand even if I break it down like a third grader. Yeah, I was a little confused because it seemed like he, he was he was saying that like because he feel and this is uh, again uh, they get stuck in this loop just like all these other couples. But like he he gets super frustrated because he feels like she doesn't understand him. She gets super frustrated because he she feels like he doesn't understand her. Um, it was a little uh, that was a little rude and condescending in my opinion Mm -hmm. more than just a little because like 
that's like third graders like eight years old or something like I that. I know, like, and he's like, Yeah, I'll say it three different times and you still don't get it. Eh. Implying that she's dumb, she can't comprehend Maybe you just saying. need to upgrade your communication skills. Mm. Perhaps. Mm. So then Dr. Pia says, keep talking until you're understood, which I thought was good. Uh, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> I also loved how, how he was he was going on this whole rant, and everyone else is just standing there, like, shaking their heads. I like, know, oh, cringing. Oh, <laughs> boy. Did we really have to be here for this? Oh, man. Yeah, Alexis doesn't. Justin did say that on After Party. Alexis doesn't fake it. She will just spill if things aren't going right. Yeah, I don't know. I I used to like Alexis more than I do now. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think for me there are no. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with no now. They they really have <laughs> turned it around. <laughs> And speaking of after party, oh man! At the end of after party, uh, because they they uh, sometimes bring in a in a in a guest who hosts a Meredith First Sight podcast. So they brought in a lady. I have no idea who she is, but so it was Justin and Kristen, right? Well, which which after party? You this about? one. This most it was one. Justin and Stasha. Oh, you're okay. Okay, sorry, losing my mind. Anyways, my whole point is before i lost my mind was that at the end the podcast lady was asked how she felt about their chances similarly mm-hmm. to what we do here and she's like oh i think i think that that stasha and nate can work it out and like how about how about justin and alexis and she like because she's sitting next to justin she like leads over like pats about she's like Oh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. And then Justin was like feigning like surprise and just like, you need to watch the episodes. <laughs> uh, that was, that was pretty funny. Anything else? No. Who do you want to talk about next? You mentioned Kristen. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> uh, man, just, just when we're starting to like him more mm, no I, I left that train a while ago <laughs> okay see i've i've been going up and down i've been look i've been riding this roller coaster there was like one week where he seemed better but then it was all downhill from there okay well let the record show that christy never gave mitch a chance <laughs> no we start off with uh, Luna humping uh, a rug. They're just like, they're making dinner and <laughs> pan over to the dog. Just going to town on this like pillow. Uh, why? It's very funny. Dogs are so weird. Especially that one. That pug should never reproduce. <laughs> Let me just say that. So we learn Mitch has a new position at work. Which is also just... I don't know. His his work is a very nebulous thing. Yes, I don't understand what he does. It seems like from the very vague things he said, he's maybe it's maybe some sort of like it's like environmental policy perhaps. Cuz he was talking about like politics and stuff. Yeah, and he's also training his air. Which is really weird. I know it's a weird way of saying there. That. Just say it like the person taking my position. Yes, you know? or his replacement. This is not a 
like a throne crown sort I of know. thing. He, he, that's part of of things for me is that like he's just so awkward, and especially <laughs> like this. I'll bring this up now. Like part of what gets me is that he's not stupid. Okay. Contrary to what, like, the internet really, they they go to town on him, all right? He's known across the world as Mitch the Bitch, for example. <laughs> but, like, he's not stupid. And so that's what gets me is he chooses to live like this because he, like, does something and he knows it was, like, out of line or whatever and he has that that stupid little grin he gets when he knows he's like yeah like that's this normal people wouldn't like that oh <laughs> i mean we saw that when i guess he was making some sort of dressing or something and Kristen is like pouring her yeah, heart out about her her soul about how like the business ventures she wants to do like flip houses after they have a couple of kids and Mitch is just like goofing around, like he's, he's like sprinkling salt into this canister of vinaigrette or something, like just totally not paying attention to her. And then after all of that speech from her, she's like, or no, Mitch is like, I think that's great. Yeah, but but actually, that's a lie. But but I actually hate that idea. Yep. <laughs> and then this this set off the whole rest of the episode for them about how his the rising housing costs and gentrification conflicts with her dreams. And it was this whole long, just frustrating thing. Kind of just pooping on her parade, really. He's such a, a wet blanket. And it's not even... It, it's like he he makes this such a huge like his his entire personality essentially but he's still he's not particularly consistent it's like if you really care that much like why are you not a vegan for example <laughs> like if you really care about sustainability and and all of this like you should probably be a vegan um you know it's like why are you why are you dragging your wife for her dream here like she she's not the problem <laughs> no i mean later on they talked about like the big like real estate companies that come in and buy up everything like she is one person right but but everybody contributes to the problem Ugh. <laughs> so annoying which is just i don't know it's just weird to me because like and maybe maybe I just hate this planet, and I hate poor people, and I hate the marginalized in our society. But that's what he made it seem like she right, likes. Like. Exactly, exactly. But He's, like she, she's just gonna be selling it to another family. Yeah, he like basically lumped her in with like the worst of the housing industry. Right. He's like, you know what, Kristen, if you do this. You will be, you know, black black rock or blackstone capital that goes in and and just pays cash way over 
asking price for all of these homes and then they sit empty as as u.s families are on the streets and can't afford anything it's like uh, buddy i think you might be uh i think you might be reading into this situation a little bit yeah she said she doesn't want to live a life of guilt right which totally makes sense and she also you know she wants to be somebody who like i don't know i i guess i don't really have a problem with her vision she even said she was like hoping to work in some sustainability with it but he like totally just right because passed over that because well because she's she's willing to compromise and she has said before that she does agree with him at least in principle in a lot of these things like yeah we need to be sustainable and we need to you know we need to take care of of things and be responsible in all of this but like there's a way to do that without uh without being mitch Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna i'm gonna put you on blast here but uh this is something christy said last night everyone (laughs) she specifically said that mitch is so bad that he actually makes her want to be unsustainable she wants to be (laughs) a negative to the environment because of (laughs) mitch's behavior he is given he is given environmentalism and sustainability such a bad name that she is going to go out and buy a hummer not not the small not a hummer not the small hummer but the the big the big one the big hummer and she's going to go drive it all across the country at 2 miles per gallon as she litters that is that is where Christy's at right now. I just need to get a few extra plastic bags from the grocery store when I shop too. Oh man, wow, she's really going all out here. But yeah, <laughs> I just he has an infinite capacity to ruin things. That's yeah, just, he ruins everything. I mean, he even ruined their karaoke night, which seemed like it was going great. You know, aside from his weird rapping. But she actually liked that. Which is even weirder. Uh, she's his wife. She has to. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because they, they, I mean, they had this whole whole tiff there. Yeah, because the, he brought up the real estate thing again. Like, he said with her, like, regards to her, like, house flipping, he said it seems predatory. Not like it's illegal. <laughs> which she immediately was like, hey, I don't like you using the word illegal there because it isn't he probably wishes it was illegal mm-hmm. he said it doesn't sit perfectly with me. <laughs> how many things in life get to sit perfectly with you <laughs> Not very very little very little and she's like all. yeah i want to get the same respect for my dreams and all then right. just it just kept going he says talk is cheap um because she tried to talk about how she wants to help with the environment and all that but still have her dreams and that didn't go over well with him no i mean he doesn't he doesn't uh interface super well with other people and definitely uh, uh, uh he, the, they had the whole inauthentic thing Ugh. as well um, yeah, it, told her it feels inauthentic, what you're saying, but it doesn't mean you're inauthentic. 
Okay, now we're just like semantics here. Like, yeah, this definitely this definitely took took a turn. I mean, I didn't totally agree with, um, and I think it was just a defense, a defensive thing when she. She basically told him not to tell her how how it feels for him, which is like, I don't know, that's, that's a little unreasonable because you don't get to regulate how somebody else feels. And like, if you're married, you kind of do need to know how they feel. But it was probably just, and look, I'm giving Kristen way more grace than I would give any other person because I feel like she's probably the best person on this show yeah uh yeah Mm, boy i i'm going to i'm going to launch into something here when they were at the beach um yes um they pick up trash yes of course (laughs) yes but really what what i wanted to bring up was was sort of it it came up for me out of the karaoke date which is that for some reason it seems like mitch has this idea that that like suffering for the cause like equates to like righteousness or or goodness that like It's like he sees all of this as like I have to I have to like go without or live so specifically otherwise I'm like off of the path of good. And the more that that I suffer or don't live like other people the better I am and the like the more mm-hmm. I'm helping which just isn't isn't true yeah he's on a moral high ground he's an also an all or nothing kind of guy right which that's not life life is not all or nothing you make the best decisions you can and you live your life hurting as few people as possible and like there's just there are ways to live your life that that are sustainable that are legitimately doing good but it's like why like if you really feel this way like he's so that's what i'm saying is he's inconsistent and he like picks these things where he's like who i can like just suffer here and it makes me a good person but it's like if this is how you really feel again like why aren't you a vegan why why do you even allow yourself to say like like you're freaking eating chicken wings in an air-conditioned building at karaoke like why are you doing that don't you know like how much suffering those chickens go through (laughs) like to and how much like how inhumane that whole process is and like how uh how uh you know may maybe that building is getting powered by solar because it's in california but it may also be powered by coal you know like there's all there's these layers and he just like completely picks and chooses what what he cares about like why are you why are you using these probably like petroleum-based 
like surfboards like they're probably made of they have probably have plastic no, yeah stuff those in are them. like why are you <laughs> like why are you doing that like if you really like it's like this persona like i'm surfer dude who cares about the environment and and as admirable as it is to have principles and care it just doesn't seem like he is consistent and it just drives everybody away yep she also yeah i agree with all of that she also um at the beach kind of like stood up for herself and was like i want you to see my value like don't make untrue generalizations about me because he kept doing that over and over again right you could see her getting really frustrated i mean as as i imagine most people want she wants to she wants to him to see that she has value yeah because he keeps pushing down everything she is basically in favor of his extremism and can i just point out how many wives would go pick up trash on the beach for their husbands like almost zero She's like trying so hard and he doesn't deserve it. And he's like he doesn't It's like he doesn't see it. He's he says he sees it, but it, yeah, it, it's not I, registering. It really isn't registering. Like he just doesn't he can't he can't see things for how they are and he just he's so wrapped up in how life has to be for him that he's like missing this seemingly fantastic person which brings us to the last bugaboo for them oh wait there was one more thing oh, you want she to. said um when they were at the beach she said she saw the old mitch creep up oh yeah and she, she wants, wants to she put him wants, back down she wants to put him down <laughs> that was very that was violent language i don't know i don't know if i can get on board with that i was that was very violent um but yes, on to the therapist, or actually before kind of, the kind therapist, pre therapist, because and we they they sprinkled this in throughout the episode, um, because we saw, um, we saw Stasha give one to Nate earlier in the episode, um, at least, and I think there was maybe one or two others that we saw. So essentially, all of the wives who I'm sure were told to do this by the producers. Oh, yes. Uh, went out and bought, I'm using air quotes because the producer probably just bought them too, but got the same shirt for all of the husbands because they were going to gather for the for that group session thing. And it would be, I, I guess, I, I was reading stuff online last night, and I guess this is like a current TikTok challenge. Yes, I have seen this on which the is, internet. Which is kind of s- stupid, and I don't know if I've just, uh, like, s- talked about my disdain for TikTok, but I won't get into that. Um, but, I mean, this is this thing has been, like, this This is be- this is a pre-TikTok thing is what I'm trying to say. Like, people have, have done this. Yeah. Before TikTok was even a twinkle in its daddy's eye. Um, but... Yeah, they all went, oh, 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 what? 
we're all wearing the same shirt. Ooh, which like it's, it's not even that funny of a thing. No, to start it's, with, it's, just, it's 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 silly and and whatever. Yeah. But but it's just one of those things. Like it's so harmless, and it's something that as kind of stupid and silly as it is, it just can just bring joy because it's like, oh, oh, you got us. Like, not wow. for Mitch though. No, not for not for Mitch because Kristen gives him the shirt, and he like comes out of the bathroom not wearing and he's like i gotta be honest with you like i'm not gonna wear this (laughs) i just went oh no here we go (laughs) he's like this is not something i would wear he complained about the buttons on it i mean i don't know what the issue is mitch doesn't wear buttons i guess it's just like weird like why are you going like why 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 do you care so much when like we know who you are mitch we've seen you with that like weird crochet pocket <laughs> on the shirt like we've seen your, your apartment <laughs> and your hat yes in your apartment like why are you he has no leg to stand on here like I, and maybe i'm wrong here maybe i'm projecting but like i feel like most guys are happy to let their wives contribute in that way because most guys just don't give a crap and so it's like oh you you want to like pick out stuff that you think makes me look attractive and makes you more attracted to me oh why would i say no to that (laughs) but mitch she had to like drag him into the bathroom well yeah they had a whole like it was a whole fight i know like also, I don't know why she bothered to take him into the bathroom when they're still wearing mic packs. Like, we can hear what you're saying. I don't know. It's it's like an illusion of privacy, I guess. So they at least you can't at least can't see their faces. Maybe I don't she know. had to like spoil the whole joke. Like, there's gonna be like all the guys are gonna be wearing this, and he still he still didn't, didn't want, want to. to. <laughs> so then, like, they show up to the like rooftop or whatever, and he is wearing it shockingly. But only I but... was like I was impressed for like two seconds. In, until until he he said don't worry i'm gonna be taking this off in two seconds and immediately and went like immediately, and changed like as soon as it was like oh the spider-man pointing meme he was like he changed into a plain black sh- long sleeve shirt said it was materialistic that they all had to wear that shirt dude learn to, to like accept a gift Learn to be part of something. I don't. I don't. He also talked about how it's a burden when someone gets you a gift. Like it says so much about you. That like uh, what? (laughs) I don't understand him at all. I mean, he went into into a whole a whole spiel about it. It's like, dude, it's a shirt and a a normal looking shirt. It was a nice looking shirt. Like what? Like literally. Don't make a fuss about it. Wear it a few times and then use it as a cleaning rag. Like whatever. Like it, there's so many other <laughs> solutions to this. And I, what my biggest takeaway from this, besides just like he's kind of an inflexible butthole, is that like <laughs> this is such an innocuous thing. It's such a 
a low effort thing right like we've talked like it's it's silly it's stupid it like it's not a big deal like it, he made it this whole thing right exactly and so basically all he needed to do was wear the shirt for an afternoon that is the extent of his like the required commitment he like all of the things he read into it completely unnecessary and so that like it was zero effort to like make joy happen to like create camaraderie and like like all the other guys are wearing it. it's not like you're the only one who had to wear the shirt right and so that's like i don't know that was my biggest takeaways like how they really reflects poorly on him because even after after she specifically told him because like i feel like most people well first of all most people would just wear the shirt <laughs> yes but but for the segment of people who'd be like oh this just isn't my style the overwhelming majority of those people i feel like would then if the joke was explained to them oh they would be like oh, oh sorry i was kind of a jerk about that yeah i'll i'll wear it and like be part of the part of the joke but he just leaned so hard into it. And, it's like, and then he puts his oh. wife in the awkward position of having to stand there while he like complains. And she's like, yeah, I had to tell him the whole secret just to get him to put it on. For two seconds. Like, it's so awkward and embarrassing. Yeah, I man, they're not a good look, Mitch. You could have, you could have just kept your mouth shut and made everybody happy and brought everybody together. And instead, you're just making making things difficult and then it continued when they talked to the therapist and he's like i don't want other people deciding what i wear which like i get that but this is like different yeah this isn't a school uniform right but also who cares like you're in a marriage things like things happen like (laughs) (laughs) also he says he doesn't want to be a pushover and compromise too much it's like, bro, he you made, haven't compromised at all no. this whole time. It, that's yes, and it's not like wearing a shirt means you like. He put too much on the shirt, like yeah. it's just a shirt. But is it a sustainable shirt? Shirt. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably like got some polyester in Ugh. it. You know how it's like polyester <laughs> even, is a scourge. Okay, I don't even. I mean, that's true. I don't like polyester yeah, poly- shirts either. Or, and it's terrible, terrible, terrible for the environment. All right, you put polyester and other synthetic fibers in the wash, and it's like it's always it's shedding always shedding plastics. these it's always shedding plastics. Yeah. And polyester clothing is a huge reason why every human being at this point, including the unborn, have microplastics in their bloodstream. So wow, that's, that's I'm on that's, Mitch's side now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's not even the reason he didn't want to wear it. No, but. absolutely not. Like that's what that's what I'm saying is if he could have scored a couple more points if he had actually had a reasonable objection to it based on his principles instead of just being a little baby. Yeah. I love how the therapist asked Kristen like do you how how do you feel seen and she's like yeah i'm losing myself in this relationship trying to be a version of myself that mitch would like yeah you like you don't you don't want that 
No, you know, she's the one doing all the compromising. Right, but then just in general, like in a relationship, you can't you can't just be spending all of your time trying to craft yourself into what you think the other person wants. That's so yeah. unproductive and that's a burden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not getting a gift <laughs> to wear oh in the afternoon. Such a wet blanket. Oh man. A killjoy, a buzzkill, just Wow, you're really good. You're leaning into the <laughs> vocabulary here. <laughs> oh man. I think there are no for me. Only because I hope Kristen is not still saddled with him. Yeah, I think the general consensus of the internet is that regardless of whether or not it could be made to work through Kristen's effort, is that everybody is that everybody <laughs> wants her to find a different husband. Oh man. I sure hope so. Ah, uh, man. Well, we have. Uh, I, I and if I, I if I forgot to say, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a no for me for now. Yeah. Uh, Lindy and Miguel. Yeah. Um. So why is he ha- hanging out with D and D guy again? I I don't know this. Well, I guess. The point of this was so that his friend Steve could bring up Lindy's rant about the last names in the healthcare and how she's a wet blanket. I just, I don't, I don't know. I thought it was a little weird that his friend, which can I just say, whenever they cut to that footage, it's just the most ridiculous thing because it's Steve and... The other lady sitting next to each other, and the lady's just in her grape. Costume. I know, I love that costume so much. <laughs> She's just a freaking bunch of grapes. What? What is the guy? What was he dressed I have as? No it was idea. green. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Every time she's just like, she's like the lady bunch of grapes just sitting there listening to this. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I I struggle to see how how they came to the conclusion to be so fully on Miguel's side. Like, I know it was, like, maybe not the most flattering thing to watch her go through that, but, like, I don't know. It was just weird that he came out so much, especially coming out with the, like, calling her Jekyll and Hyde. Like, I just, I don't... It might have been a bit over the top. He also told him, "Don't turn off your red flag detector." <laughs> yeah this this relationship has been weird the entire time for me. I just don't think that they are compatible. Yeah, and this she keeps like bringing up like I need Miguel to see my crazy side. Which why why <sighs> is this? think you keep like itching for it like let me show him the absolute worst so therefore if he stays with me i know he'll like really stay with me yeah i i mean i think that that's kind of the thought process honestly is that like weird she wants to kind of get that out of the way she's like asking for trouble right i mean i don't like i i I think it's it's silly to to think think like that um 
but I can see like why she would do that. Like I, I, you know, we have these eight weeks here. I don't want to just try to pretend to be something I'm not, I guess. And so he needs to see the crazy side, which is just funny because she was talking about that later in the group date. And, mm-hmm. and he was just kind of looking like, wait, I haven't seen the crazy he, side. That was a funny expression on his face. Because <laughs> she is, look, I, I don't know. I, I really am reluctant to describe it as crazy. Like emotional is not crazy. Now, now is like hyper emotional hard to deal with sometimes? Yes, mm-hmm. but I I don't really like it being described in in that terms and or in those terms. And maybe maybe sometimes it does extend. May maybe it can extend to a crazy place, but just at face value, describing unregulated emotion as as craziness it doesn't it doesn't really sit very well with me because that's kind of you know there's been a lot of that throughout history of like oh wow you're such a crazy woman yeah it makes me a little uncomfortable she says she's also holding back (laughs) out of respect (laughs) oh no (laughs) Yeah, he didn't look he didn't look very comfortable, very like comforted to hear that. No. No, I don't know. I just she's overthinking everything. She's overthinking it. I, I I don't know. I I think that part of that is in response to how he's acting though, because he's been very non-committal. That's true. Because he talked, they had a whole discussion about like grace and like the times you mess up and. He was saying, like, well, I don't think I'd stick around if bad, like, all this bad stuff kept happening. And she's saying she would. But also, Grace isn't a bottomless pit. And so, like, there is a limit to it. It Yeah, they're just just going around in circles with each other. Because he doesn't want to commit because he wants things to be a certain way. And if they aren't, he, he wants to have his out and get out of there. She thinks she's a lot, which she is, and so she wants him to see that and and still love her anyways and be willing to give her grace through that. Um, so it's just, I don't know, it's just strange to see because, like, I mean, in some ways, grace isn't infinite, like you probably, sh- you know, well, I say probably, but you shouldn't give infinite grace, for example, to a spouse who is just going out and repeatedly cheating on you, for example. But like the the sorts of things where grace should not be infinite is way shorter than the list of things that grace should not be infinite for. So I don't know he likes to or at least seems to like to like qualify things. And I mean, I don't know if he's actually doing this, but she was talking about how like, are we just going to keep score? And like, it's like, okay, well, Lindy has been a little cuckoo too many times. Goodbye. You know, and then, so that doesn't, that doesn't feel good to hear. I'm sure. 
so they're i think they're kind of they're not in a great place yeah not at the moment i still am gonna say yes though for them really hmm yeah i have a little bit of faith at this point i have no faith i'm gonna say no (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a no no from me so our last couple is morgan and ben oh boy Oh, boy. So we saw them at Mermaid School, which I guess was just a, let me take her on a date. Well, I think actually this was Morgan's idea. Because Uh-oh. she was, she, I think she was the one who allegedly scheduled this. Oh, that's right. He was just kind of going along right, with it. Right, he was going along with it. This this was her attempt at... Um, I guess just the the women generically said that she should like, oh like you gotta you gotta like try to put down those walls or like to go on a date like whatever, mm-hmm. um yeah so they go to mermaid school, it's really weird. Yes, it was. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> get to get to throw on mermaid tails and swim around in a pool. I don't think I would have liked having my legs restricted like that, especially in a water. I mean, I, I I thought for you the the pool was the primary issue. <laughs> well, yes, that too, but not being able to use your legs to well, you can use your legs. They're just together. <laughs> In a how, very do you think, un- how do you a think? How do you think? Natural way. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you make sacrifices to be a mermaid. Okay. <gasps> yeah, I. Uh... I don't know. I thought this was and see, oh, man. Why, why, why are they like how they are? Because this actually, if 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 you had asked me halfway through this episode, Ben and Morgan, yes or no, I would have said yes. Because they really started trending in a positive direction here. You know, they had the mermaid lessons, which seemed to go over really well. Um, I thought that the conversation they had um, at their apartment after the mermaid date was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Would you like to talk about it? Tell tell me your observations here. Yeah, he like gave some explanation for like the way he had treated her in the honeymoon about things in his culture. I guess, like, the way he grew up kind of projecting onto her, which, like, wasn't her fault. Like, he never got accepted by his dad, and, like, the only important thing was, like, being a doctor or, like, what schooling and job you get. Yeah, specifically, he actually said that his dad didn't love him. Yeah, that's pretty awful. Yeah, you know, I guess his dad was super young when he came over to the States, and he had an absent father as well and like it just continued continued the chain um yeah i mean that that really does suck quite significantly um and yeah it seems like he's yet again it all everyone everyone drags their trauma around and it informs how they live their lives um but yeah i mean that must be very very tough because he feel he really feels that pressure of uh 
you know, not not feeling like he's enough and not having. I mean, and it's it's obviously like it's silly. Like the man is a freaking engineer of some kind. Like, <laughs> but but culturally feeling that pressure of needing to be like a doctor or a lawyer and not measuring up to that like that's that's really tough so i what i really liked about this conversation is i thought it showed a lot of maturity on his part Mm -hmm. um because vulnerability is a really tough thing and in some ways like in especially like in a relationship context but it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship like vulnerability a lot of the time prompts vulnerability like somebody has to take that step of look i am going to i'm going to show you this part of myself i'm going to open myself up to potentially getting hurt by you because this stuff is is like at my core and doing that kind of leads by example in a lot of ways and so i i really liked that because it felt like it felt like he was giving morgan an an opportunity and opening to be like okay it's actually it's all right to be vulnerable in this relationship it's all it's it's okay for me to not be okay and to like share those things and i think it really did start to kind of bring down her her walls for 15 minutes (laughs) yeah it seemed to work i mean they had another conversation after they set off the fire alarm (laughs) cooking meat in the apartment um, which and i just say i thought that i thought this was really sweet because she was at work all day nursing her butt off and he had this little like hot plate thing and made korean barbecue for her mm-hmm. as they sat on the floor in their living room directly under the smoke detector <laughs> <laughs> then of course they had to open all the windows and everything but uh yes please continue yeah i liked that too um He, like, shared, like, why he ended up being a people pleaser. He was, I guess, like, the only Asian kid in his area. A lot of people made racist jokes, and so he felt he had to, like, overcompensate for that, overachieve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and be a people pleaser. Like, he had to to combat all that. He had to be, like, super nice. Yeah. And she also said she was a people pleaser, but for a different reason— I guess because she is always trying to be good enough for her dad and she finally realized nothing she did would ever be good enough for him. So I guess once she cut him out of her life, she started to heal. Which I'm skeptical. I'm I'm not totally convinced that she has healed. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's fully complete. I Yeah, I just think that for Morgan she has compartmentalized and perhaps even like disassociated from all that stuff which isn't really the same thing as healing yeah i'm guessing once she cut out her dad it was kind of like well i've closed the book on that and she's tried to move on 
Right. And I don't blame her. It's just that that doesn't necessarily equate to healing. It just equates to I've put it in a toy chest in my mind and I won't go there. I know. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see, I guess. But There wasn't much with them with the therapist. They said they were on the, un- on the incline, so it gets getting better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get heading in a more positive direction on the wheel of emotions. Um, for, again, for two minutes, because Ben and Morgan are what looks to be the main theme of next episode. Yeah, we got like the living room ceiling camera footage of them arguing about Ben is going behind her back and telling Alexis bad stuff. Well, no, going he so apparently he was talking to Justin again. And so Alexis uh, cuz obviously like okay if any of you run into Justin, never tell him a secret because he no. can't keep crap to himself to save his life. But yes, as as I understood it, and we don't we don't know what this was that what like what he told, like what Ben told Justin. We have no idea, but whatever that was, Justin then told to Alexis, and then Alexis <laughs> told completed Morgan. the circle. And, and told Morgan. And so Morgan is very angry. Yeah, we see in the preview for next week, she like throws his flowers on the ground. Yeah, and and stomps, stomps away. So I'm going to say no for them based, based on that preview. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to say no as well. I did want to ask you here because this is something that i've been kind of struggling with um in the context of all this ben and morgan drama is like who first first of all like what 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 is that line between needing to confide in someone and confiding in someone and just gossiping because i feel like that does affect the level of betrayal but then also, like, who the heck else is he supposed to confide in? I guess the experts. I mean, he could confide in Justin, but that should have been a conversation he had with Morgan. To be like, hey, can we discuss this sort of thing? I guess it's it's just, it's tough because it's like, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree that he needs to just unilaterally get permission because like well i think it depends on what the thing is right we don't we don't we don't we don't know what that is but like if it's something like super personal that morgan told him in confidence right that's a that's a, a potentially bad thing but like what if it was just sharing how he felt about something like it just seems like it seems like there there should be some wiggle room there because like all of this isn't happening in a vacuum and like he's feeling stuff too and and has stuff to work through and so it's like if he's not going to justin like i guess what i'm trying to say is if he if he's going to justin to specifically talk about how he's 
feeling and how he's struggling and not basically bringing Morgan's stuff into that. I don't really see a problem with that. I mean, she said um, saying bad stuff about her. So I guess we don't really know what. Well, we'll see. Also, he also could have done this safely if he had just convinced Justin not to go blabbing to Alexis. I, it's just a weird situation because I also, I don't know, I thought that Ben was sm- smarter than this too. I know because this is the same mistake he already made. Right, which is why I'm like, well, is this actually a thing? What do you mean? I mean, like, is like is she getting upset for a, a true reason i guess is what i'm trying to oh, say oh i mean maybe we'll find out next week what the thing was i hope so it's hard to know without yeah. knowing that i just i feel bad for for ben at this point maybe i won't feel bad for him next week <laughs> but i i feel bad at this point because it, as we've talked about this seems like kind of an isolating experience and so it's an isolating experience, but also all of this turbulence is happening in these people's lives. And they've only been married for three weeks. So it's not super realistic necessarily to expect, oh, we're just going to talk this out as a couple directly like maybe normal married people would but even like normal married people have issues and that's why like therapists exist and all this stuff so that you have you know somebody to confide in and work work through issues i don't it's just weird to me it's this whole situation is is weird because it seems like ben is smarter or smart enough to not make this mistake a second time but it seems to have happened again. But, ugh, what a disaster. Yeah, they are kind of a disaster, so. And just, again, I thought I thought we were finally moving in the right, in the right direction. It seemed like her, her walls were coming down a little bit. And we were, we were getting to a good place. Apparently not. And... I am very sad.